Excuse me, if I'm burping, I just, I went to Target and I got this drink. I like Target's um, sparkling waters. I like sparkling water. And I was like, oh, I haven't had one in a while. So let me get one from Target. So I went to Target and got one. I just sipped it and the, the fucking shit is unsweetened. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's peach and I think orange and I was in like this fancy looking bottle. I'm like, oh, we're going to have a good little sip for sip while I do the podcast. Welcome to the Dare Show podcast, but we're not because it's unsweetened. I didn't even know they made that shit. Um, so this is like flavored tonic water. Wait, no. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll probably be good in like a drink or something, like a cocktail or, you know, with some alcohol. So, what's on the list today? How about we turn the air on because it's a little warm all of a sudden. Um, Brandy and Mariah. So, Mariah did this masterclass thing. Um, I guess you go... I think her thing was, like, surviving the industry or something like that. And so, she, you know, you go, you talk, how you create the music, your experience, and... Or she was talking about her... How she created music, her, her voice samples working with samples songwriting from the heart stuff like that and so then they had like this one part where she was like okay let's actually do a song i didn't like this this situation mariah and brandy so brandy tagged along with mariah into now we all thought now, correct me if I'm wrong. Either this was the project they were working on or they have another project that they're actually going to work on. Like, I, I thought for, like, Mariah's album. Like, please tell me this is a lie. Like, please tell me, Mariah and Brandy, this is not the thing that they did. <laughs> if this is the thing that, if this is the uh, end product, this goes back to my theory of Mariah does not work with female artists in creating original music. Okay? It goes back to my theory because in this situation they did The Roof, which was reimagined, remade. I didn't listen to the finished product because I don't have time for this. Um, Somebody said that Somebody said that they did not... I forgot who I was listening to. Some podcast or something. They were talking about that they did not hear Brandy on it. (laughs) So that even gave me a more reason not to want to listen to it. Um, The Roof. Mario has a plethora of great songs. A plethora of entertaining songs the roof is just not my favorite it's not like oh i need to go listen to the roof today baby no it's not it's not popping like that the roof when i think about the roof i really don't i try not to because first of all i I don't even know what she's saying in it she's it's a lot of like mumbling it's a cool song at the end of the day with the mob deep sample and she didn't she didn't even know that the mob deep sample was Quincy Jones and like Beethoven or somebody. And then they like sped up Quincy's, no, they slowed down Quincy's 
thing and then added this other element in. But the other element, I don't know what they were talking about because I, I'm like, I've heard this song many, uh, many of times when I'm listening to Butterfly. I love Butterfly. I love Butterfly. All the songs. Butterfly. Butterfly has great background vocals. It's a um, personal song. It's, uh, it's a great song. It has like a great feeling to it. She could have done so many other songs. Um, my all, well, my all doesn't have backgrounds, but I love the backgrounds that she added, you know, 25 years later to, uh, my all at, um, that last tour, the caution tour at the like tail end of the caution tour. (laughs) But anyways, the roof is just not that entertaining. I think because, Maybe it's like the only song that's real, or one of the only songs that's really uh, Derek Jeter specific, and that you know has brought up all this hype being around Derek Jeter. I think that's really interesting. I, I mean, I think that's the only part of the only reason why. Otherwise, I wouldn't have chosen the song. Mariah is still not making new music with you know female artists. Um. It's just a bunch of noise. So, oh, I wrote a bunch of noise. She was like mimicking instruments and notes. And it was just like over and over and over. It's like, I can't take it. I can't. It's like, do Okay, no. It's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We are not here. I am not about to listen to this shit over and over and over. That's why I like, I'm really, I kind of want to watch it. But then I I watch some parts, but. I didn't watch the whole thing because we're not doing that. Anything else I want to say about the roof? Hopefully this is not, like I said, hopefully this is not the end product. Hopefully we have an actual song that they collaborated on and or somebody wrote. Oh, I was going to say, you know, she was, she was even duped into writing, into singing um, When You Believe with Whitney because the dude was like, oh, well, we got Whitney doing it and then they have Whitney doing it. And so he, he went to Whitney and was like, oh, we got Mariah doing it and he didn't have Mariah doing it. So they had to like dupe them into singing <laughs> the song. <laughs> um, who did the better job on When You Believe? I don't know. Some days, it depends on what day it is. I think Mariah, I think Mariah does great. Live, you know, Mariah isn't, you know, the best live singer. But Whitney can't hit the whistles. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. I really don't care. What's next? Oh, oh so this week I had like this epiphany. And I was like, I feel like the boy is mine. Maybe say my name even were like the first videos I watched as a kid. But Brandy really had a chokehold on my, you know, little childhood. Moesha, the the Brandy doll, Cinderella. You know, she she was my girl. And somehow I came across this. I oh know. I think I was just looking. I don't even know. Makai Pfeiffer. Oh, the, okay. Let me tell you. Let me set it up. So the boy is mine video. I was reminiscing and thinking, like, the Boy's Mind video is so vivid, and it had such great, it was, like, the most amazing video and the most pleasing aesthetic video to my young eyes. Like, it was the beautiful black women, 
it was the neutral tones of the video, the colors, with a pop of col- col- a pop of col- wait, a pop of color. Some it was like white in there, some other colors, some pops. It was so just so beautiful, and it complimented the neutral tones. Complimented their skin tones, the hairstyles. I think were probably my favorite. Um, Monica's hairstyles were so cute, and then Brandy's um, braid hairstyles were so so cute. Um, and then you know, chocolate, delicious skin, Makaya Pfeiffer. Um, just the beauty of the women themselves and then the lyrics and then like the direction and the sideways cameras, the different angles, I'm sorry, angles of the camera was so, it was, it was entertaining. It was beautiful. The rivalry that I did not know about was going on was so, you know, you felt it. It was, it was great. They really acted, acted or not acted it out really great. The song, you know, the song itself is a great song um, you think you've had enough? Had about enough? Even though I love the boys' mind, the boys' mind is iconic. The boys' mind is a moment in history. I don't know the worst. <laughs> I do not know the words to the boys' mind, but that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> um, I did not finish writing down what I was talking about. Um. The boy is my, 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 my. Um, anyways, so Makai Pfeiffer, um, he was talking about, I Know What You Did Last Summer. I think that's the video, I mean, the movie they were about to do, him and Brandy. And he was uh, Brandy's love interest in the movie. And so they were like, hey, Makai, we're about to shoot this video. Would you like to be in Brandy's video? And he was like, sure. So that's how he got casted. Um... Yeah, for some reason, they brought up, like, well, he was promoting something, and for some reason, they brought up, oh, you know, would you do it again or something? He's like, no, I'm married. <laughs> I'm happily married. There's no point in me doing this. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, he's married. Like, why? why is that a question, and why is he answering this? Anyways, I found that funny. What else is on my list? The verses. Let's talk the verses. BB and CC slash Mary Mary. I didn't like what Mary Mary one was wearing. Uh, Erica or Tina. I mean, they look somewhat okay. Um, it's like Erica had like this giant, gorgeous, you know, couture-looking sh- jacket on. But then, shout out to the people, the gospel artists. I mean, dedicating your entire lives to Christ in that way is pretty admirable. And not wanting to, well, I mean, you kind of get a little free. These days, you kind of get a little freeway with the type of music you put out. Like, it's not all 100%. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. It's a little... Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) There's a little bit of that in there these days. (laughs) Um, I didn't like 
Tina's, oh yeah, Tina's jacket. And then like she started to take it off and it was just like this blank ass top. It was like nothing interesting underneath it. So I was, I didn't like that. Tina's giant, you know, suit jacket on with her giant hat. I didn't particularly like that, but it was cute. It was whatever. Um, Cece, Cece looked like a pile of gold dust. I mean, a pile of gold, 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 gold glitter. Why can't I talk? BB, he had a very nice jacket on. Mm, BB, he had a very nice jacket on. They didn't know the words. BB or CC didn't know the words. I really didn't care. I found it funny. Like, at this time, you know, in my life, I'm finding more things funnier than not. And you just have to laugh. It's funny that they don't know the lyrics. I'm not, you know, nobody's shaming them. It doesn't. Some people were com, 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 complaining. Am I having a stroke? Oh my gosh. Um, some people were complaining. No, I'm just tripping because no, something's wrong with me. Um, anyway. <laughs> um. Uh, so, BB. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know the words some people were complaining but I'm just like it's not that big of a deal these songs I, I believe you know BB and CC have not you know been together for a very long time over a decade over a decade CC you know she just won three Grammys alone like we talked about this last a couple of weeks ago she just won three Grammys so you know she ain't really studying these BB and CC songs she got her own catalog to worry about these days and BB oh yeah BB just put out an album I think featuring the um those Korean boys um what did I overall think about it? It was cool. It was cute. It was fun. I, I forgot to watch it. Like, I wasn't going to watch it, but then I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it. I wasn't doing anything on Easter. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to put out, you know, a little Patty LaBelle review of her gospel. <sighs> Whatever. I still have a flame review I need to do. Okay, maybe I'll do that. But I think flame come out in the fall. Or did flame come out in the in the summer? I think it came out in the fall. Most of her albums come out in the fall. Um, but anyways, I wonder what that was about. Child, I wish Patty could remember stuff because I would just dig into her brain. Wait, this jacket. I thought this jacket was. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know where I thought that jacket was. Okay. It was cool, uh, the verses. I wonder who's next. They said there were some more people coming, but I don't know who was next. In my opinion, I as a, you know, a 27-year-old, I thought I was 28. Wait, no, I'm 27. No, I'm 28. I'm 28. I mean, I'm, t- I'm 27. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm more in tune with Mary Mary um, than BB and Cece. I think BB and Cece are like 80s, 90s. Which, that part, I don't think they were, maybe because they were, like, the, you know, gospel duos. That part probably was why they got chosen. But other than that, I don't think they are contemporaries. Um, no, they're not contemporaries at all. Yeah, so anyways. In my mind, you know, Mary has the heads, baby. But people really love BBC, BB and CC. I did not know that. Not that, you know... 
I'm calling them, you know, nobodies. I didn't know as, you know, people were, like, BBCs are probably, like, my mother's genre, I mean, age group, and Mary Mary, you know, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, get up, it's a great time, get up, go like to do 24 hours. Those are, you know, I think Mary Mary was, like, one of the, you know, breakthrough artists, contemporary artists, that came through and was just like, boom, slap, working back. Da, 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 da. Here we go outside Jesus. We got Jesus back. Boom, slam, working back, whatever. I want to go to the Chromatic Ball so bad. Like, I don't even know what to do. Also, I want to see Carrie Underwood. Oh, we'll talk about Carrie. Oh, let's talk about Carrie. So, Carrie... Oh, well, Mary Mary. They, you know, were like the first to come in and shake up the industry a little bit, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, let me know if I'm not mistaken. They were they came in and shook up the industry a little bit with their music and the contemporary music. Their voice is a little annoying. But anyways, um, oh, what I took from this was Erica led most of the group songs. And BB, well, um, I don't know if it was like by CC not knowing the words, but BB and Erica, they kind of, you know, started most of the songs off. And whoever starts the song is the leader, according to Beyonce. Crazy Angels by Carrie Underwood. Oh my God. I'm so glad I pre, I pre, no, I'm not glad I pre, um, in the word, in the helpings of Carrie Underwood, get a number one album <laughs> because she deserves, she deserves the success she gets. Cause she is, I keep saying this shit. She is consistent. She delivers Carrie Underwood, crazy angels. I'm so glad I'm not glad that I pre-ordered my album. Thank you, Target. Oh, it was like $2 off on Target the last week. I was like, okay, Target. I don't know. I don't really care. It was like $13. Um, Carrie Underwood. What was I saying about Carrie? <laughs> she deserves... Oh, I'm like, where, where am I going to... I have a CD player in my car because I have like an ancient car thanks to the dude that sold me it. Um, but other than that, I don't know where I'm going to play this album at. Maybe I'll go to my grandmother's house because she has a DVD player. I don't know. But Carrie, um, yesterday night or this morning, something, gave us a preview of a song called Crazy Angels. And when Carrie gets in the zone and she be belting and she be singing, it's going down it's going down june 10th i cannot wait i was like oh my gosh is she about to give us another i didn't even read it all because i think i was half asleep and she was like you guys i was like oh my gosh and she about to give us another song jesus another song i can't take it i can't even i haven't even gotten over then a man runs i'm not even over that and so I read it again. She's like, you guys, on Friday, I'm going to give you another hit. Go and look at it. So we'll talk about that next week. Crazy Angels was definitely giving, like, somebody said early 
album vibes. Definitely giving early, early album vibes. I cannot wait. She was like belting the lyrics. There was a pause. I'm so excited. I'm going to take a quickie. And I'll be back. Okay, so the song of the week this week is Bliss by Mariah Carey of her Rainbow album. And in her masterclass, she was talking about how backgrounds, how she loves doing backgrounds. Like, she'll do the backgrounds before, sometimes even before she'll do the uh, lead vocals. And I was just like, what? (laughs) How the hell does that happen, Mariah? But anyway, she's like, the backgrounds, they can um, bring a mood up, they can bring the song down, uh, enhance the song, make it more ethereal. And for some reason, when she said ethereal, I instantly thought of Bliss, which is like this incredibly sexy, ethereal, I think, you know, sometimes that whistle note is ethereal. And I feel like Bliss kind of is the song that everybody, Bliss and Angels Cry are like the only two songs she's ever done where she just, you know, nothing but whistle, the whistle notes. And there is, you know, Angels Cry, see, Angels, Ethereal, Bliss, this sexy, ethereal, and enchanting song uh, that, you know, she's created that definitely helps that mood. It brings, it brings it together. And I find that so incredible. Um, so yeah, go listen to Bliss. It's, it's on her Rainbow album. And it's sort of a, um, a deep cut in a sense. Because, you know, nobody really talks about it. I did not know about Bliss probably until maybe five or six, seven years ago. Five or six years ago. Nobody talks about Bliss. Uh, what's next? Luther. So, Mariah also did talk about Luther. The reason I'm saying Luther is his birthday is today. And for some reason, I was on, I was um, watching this chat. And they were talking about Luther. They were talking about a plethora of, of artists. And Luther came up. And somebody called him a messy bottom. And I was just like... People also found... They were talking about Luther and his, you know, hominess. And how Patty quote-unquote, outed him uh, years ago when she was, like, she confirmed, you know, he was uh, he was gay, but, you know, he didn't want to come out because of his mother and then, you know, his fans. People have, still have an issue with that, and I don't. I'm just, like, first of all, the dude's not here anymore. It, it's over. Like, it's over. Nobody cares. Um, She was one of his best friends, one of his biggest fans, one of her biggest fans was him. I don't know how much she knows about it. Like, were there men in his life at all? But in terms of, you know, just confirming that, making it clear with everybody, I don't find an issue with that. I, I really, I don't, I don't. I He's not here anymore. Like, what does it matter? Just gonna keep this shit a secret all the time and keep guessing and you know keep speculating when somebody says it. Also, she's not the only person. I feel like I think in definitely in Craig Seymour's book, The Life of the Longing of Luther, 
or Luther the Life of Logan, whatever it's called. Uh, his biography, I think it's his only biography in a sense. It talks about that. It talks about that in his book. So, I don't know. You guys are just annoying and find anything problematic. But anyways, you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh. Not laugh at that, but you gotta move along. Luther, speaking of Mariah and her masterclass, which I probably should have talked about. But happy birthday, Luther. It's his birthday today. Or yesterday. I forget. Um, Luther. She talked about Luther and how... He told her, you know, you have a special voice. We have, you know, they both were background singers. Started off as background singers, Mariah and Luther. And he was like, you have to take care of your voice. You have a special voice. They both had like that whistle airy tone to it. Um, <clears throat> you have to take care of your voice, not be in smoky rooms, not be around smoke. Don't smoke. Um, use humidifiers, and Mariah was like, sometimes I have to remind my people, or they have to remind me to use the humidifiers, and I'm like, Mariah, how do I remember that you use humidifiers, but you can't remember to use humidifiers? I find that so funny and so irresponsible, but anyways, because I remember Mariah had this room of nothing but humidifiers in it and she was sleeping and she's like this is where I sleep <laughs> when I have to go perform and like remember when she was like the dates on her tours they weren't back to back to back to back all the time because she had to rest her voice <sighs> whatever Mariah uh, anyways so shout out to Luther shout out to Mariah also, it also confused me why she, maybe because she, for the money, but why would you go to Vegas when, you know, it's dry heat, it's not like humidity, like the islands, like the Capri in Jamaica that you talk about, it's dry heat, and, you know, even Celine Dion was like, you know, they had to build humidifiers, or they had to build this casino, or this uh, stage, so it can ha protect my voice. So I'm just like, why would she go to Vegas unless she, she needed the money? Okay, whatever. Um, well, not needed, but <laughs> let's make some money. Um, the real. Let's do this. Okay, because this is my second time recording. The real got canceled. And Lonnie Love had made this a couple of statements. One of them I don't have, but I do remember. But this one she says, with the news of the real ending, I had to console... A lot of crew and fans this weekend. What the fuck? What does that mean, Lonnie? You got to console people? Lonnie, actually, she's like the creator. Oh, maybe she was. I think she maybe she was one of the first people. But she acts... Lonnie's annoying. Her personality is annoying. <laughs> it's just like, nobody asked you for all of this, Lonnie love. Um, she had to console fans and crew this weekend. I've been in this business for a long time and understand it, understand it, but, what? and understand it, but it still warms my heart that so many have reached out to me. We still have new episodes until June 3rd. There was also this other episode, I mean, this other statement she made where she talked about how the real COVID canceled the real. They had like, she was like, we've done so much to save the show or 
switched the show around and, you know, they had two or two new hosts. One new host. Garcelle was a new host. Replaced Tamara. Um, they had a new host. They had to make a stage out of uh, a conference room or something like that. And then they had to, like, do they would do eight shows a day. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Why are you doing eight shows a day? And, like, from a COVID standpoint, I'm thinking maybe eight shows a day would be, like, let's stockpile. Not stockpile. Let's do a certain amount and then take a break, go home. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know Rachel Ray does a show. Like, she does, like, four shows, five shows a day. And I think that's because Rachel has other jobs. But in terms of, like, COVID, I'm not sure what eight shows a day does. Besides give you a shit ton of work to do. That's a lot of work. Eight shows a day. COVID killed the real. I think not, Lonnie. I think the lack of entertainment. I think the lack of great hosts, in a sense, killed the real. Because the real was kind of in people's mouths in the beginning. And then Tamar left. That gave it even more hype to see what they were going to do next. And I think they were writing high. They won an Emmy. So I'm like, the real COVID costs possibly because that's why a lot of TV shows do get canceled after a certain amount of seasons is cost. I think mom, the TV show mom, they were like, mom got canceled because of the, you know, keeping up the cost of the show, which I never thought about maybe like payment. I don't know. Payment of the people probably. I don't know, but COVID did not kill. I don't think COVID killed the real. I think it was, you know, Y'all, nobody's watching anymore. Even though y'all won an Emmy. Which is like, you know, once you win a Grammy, you're next. Once you win a Grammy, you get a, like, enhancement. You get money. I don't know. That's weird. It's weird. And I'm like, there's so many shows that have thrived and kept going. The View. Kelly Clarkson, you know, Kelly Clarkson, I think during the pandemic, Kelly started there are shows that have you know been birthed out of the pandemic but this show you want to blame on covid not my not um not my thing to fight so anyways let's end the show with michelle i'm so excited michelle michelle williams you did great girl wrath the seven deadly sins story from T.D. Jakes on Lifetime, that whole, like, you know, trilogy, whatever you want to call it. She did great in it. Her acting, Michelle, you did incredible. Her acting was great in it. Her acting um, was better than the extras, who I think have been, probably did it, have done more acting than her. In the first five minutes, her acting was incredible. It was real... It was like Michelle navigating her way through this character. And I feel like, so I think Michelle, you know, probably used some of her past experiences, her life experiences in this character and in the story. Um, 
it was great. She did fantastic. I can't wait to see what's next because Michelle really was a great actress in this. I was, I was, I wasn't shocked, but I was impressed. I was very impressed because I'm like, okay, um, Miss Tina, Tina Knowles was also in it, which is so cool to see. Tina did really, really good. Tina, um. I don't know why they didn't give her a bowl for her, you know, onions and tomatoes and her salsa or whatever that was. I don't know why they didn't give her a bowl. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) Tina just threw this gun at Michelle. Like, here, girl, take this gun because you're going to need it. From that crazy white man you're trying to get away from. Oh, my God. That man was crazy. Oh, okay, wait. A little bit of the stunts I think could have been a little bit better. But other than that. Yeah, that man was crazy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then Romeo? My God, today. Little Romeo. Wow. What a man. What a man. What a man. Romeo. Wow. Go watch The Wrath if you don't know what I'm talking about with Romeo. Um, also, Michelle, during her, um, oh my god, the house, the compound that, you know, her parents lived in, I did not, I was like, where is this place at? Because I'm like, where did they shoot this movie at? Because this is a fantastic compound, like, it was like, it looked like it was like a three-story house, a three-story, you know, house on the beach, and it was just gorgeous, a gorgeous class house, um, it looked like nobody lived in it, but anyway, (laughs) I feel uh, they, I remember she did one interview and she talked about oh she was in Vancouver I'm like damn I gotta get out of America because first the taxes baby woo yeah secondly um, that house looked gorgeous I want I think I want to get out I think my next trip I want to go to Canada and check out Canada if I can just get over the uh, airplane anxiety so. On her Breakfast Club interview, which was so funny, Michelle Williams, uh, they told us that she was a investor slash co-owner of a WNBA team. And I'm like, I didn't know this. And it started about 17 years ago. I think it was 2006. The um, statement article is still up. Announcement article. Um, the team is called Chicago Sky, and they went to whatever finals, playoffs, whatever they go to. And so they had asked her, I think maybe a couple times, but I know once, but they had asked her, asked Michelle, which was, the interview was so good. It's so funny. So enlightening. Um, they had asked Michelle, has she made a, ha, had she made a return yet? And she was like, she was accentuating her answer and letting it all I feel like Michelle is very honest. She's very open and she's very honest. Excuse me. And I feel like she did not make a return. She has not made a return yet on this team. Because I feel like she would have said yes if she didn't. If she did. But instead, she kind of was like, wow. That was 17 years ago. I cannot believe it. We've been on this journey for a while. 
um, can we move on to the next question? I was just like, okay, maybe she did it. Because I feel like if she did, she would have said yes. Um, and I feel like saying no would probably be shady in a sense. Like, she hasn't made a return and it's been 17 years and these women are working hard and nothing's really profiting. I kind of feel like that. Let's ask Matthew, because Matthew Knowles is also an investor. It's Matthew, Michelle, and two other people. Matthew Knowles, he'll tell us. He'll tell us. Because <laughs> Matthew is just that kind of guy. Um, <laughs> I wonder if Michelle and him talk a lot in terms of this um, situation, this investment that they have together because i was shocked i was like oh matthew's in it too that's interesting um because you know he was the first she was the first to kick him to the left to the left out of all three of the ladies uh in terms of you know as manager she was the first also michelle that unexpected album is so good i do wish people would stop asking about destiny's child i'm glad they didn't in the breakfast club uh, it would be cool if she did a song for this video, for this uh, album. I mean, the, the song for the movie. That would have been really, really cool. But shout out to Michelle. You did great. Shout out to Lifetime. That, that was a good moment. I hope they give her more. She says she has more acting coming up. I do hope. Uh, you know, let's give her the little Kelly Rowland, you know, trilogy special that they've given Kelly. I think that would be so cool. Her acting was really great, you guys. I was very impressed, like I said. Thank you so much for listening to the Desho Podcast this week. Um, go make sure you check out Bliss. Tell Mariah I sent you. <laughs> um, I can't wait for Crazy Angels to come out later this week or probably tomorrow, tomorrow night. Um, the Dare Show podcast is available on YouTube. Thank you for subscribing. I got like the community um post thingy. I don't know, you know, either way, if you're subscribing because of the like Dare's information I've been putting out or for the podcast, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, I'm gonna, I want to try to do a live podcast. I don't know how I'm gonna do that, but I want to try to do that. Um, yeah, I'm on Spotify, I'm on YouTube, on The Dare Show, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, other podcasts, I'm on Anchor, which is where I originally make my podcasts. Um, thank you so much for subscribing, thank you so much for listening, uh, and I'll be back next week where we talk more, whatever's on the mind. Actually, we want that one. Okay. Or who are we making cookies for, boo? The no. whole family.